Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm pretentious hack, I mean award-winning screenwriter and creator Damon Lindelof. I mean, I'm Alex. And this week, we are going to be talking about Prometheus. Whatever. More like Conmetheus. That was terrible. <laughs> no. No. Okay. It, given that. Given the situation of this podcast. So this is the last one we're doing for the Alien Predator franchise. I mean, franchisees. Yeah, because it's the last released one. Yeah. Until that Alien Covenant. I'm so happy we're done with this now. I really am. The, these... These last four have been rough. Yeah. Okay, so so Prometheus came out in 2012, directed by a sci-fi film auteur, Ridley Scott. It has a 73% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and sure. a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Or audience, audience score. score yeah. I can talk. <laughs> it, it's, it's really late. We're in the delirium stage. We know we're, we're a week behind, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've, we've established this. Whatever. We have a range. Tyler, best, worst, go. Okay, okay. so my f- my favorite thing, it's... it's. I'm sorry, I'm trying to rush It's you. Michael Fassbender. This is probably my favorite thing. Cop out. What? You're going for the obvious choice. I don't think that is the obvious that choice. Is I think your choice is going to be the obvious that choice. That is the obvious choice. Yeah, I like I like Fassbender a lot. I mean, and, and he's not the only actor who gives a good performance in this movie. You know, it's it's a pretty good cast. Like it's it's actually, I'd, I'd say like a stellar cast. Like it's really really good. But he, Fassbender is the only one who's given enough to like work with in a, in a way that, um, like allows him to kind of outshine everyone else. I feel like except maybe Newmere Pace. His, but, his character is stupid in the functions he performs, but he is the most consistent out of everyone. Well, his character isn't. I would say isn't stupid. I would say his character is extremely lucky like yeah. like the other characters some there's a mixture of just incredible stupidity and extreme luck while yeah. his is just like nothing like really I don't know I, I feel like it doesn't you know it, get, getting your head ripped off by a giant yeah, albino man like, that's pretty lucky like that that happens at, of course but for the most part, like, he's just, like, making these completely, like, non-sequitur, like, oh, this is a thing I should do now, like, decisions, and it works out exactly the way he wants it to. He planned it that way. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't know, it's it's very, the, the characters in this movie are just very off-the-wall, like, non, or inconsistent, and, like, uh, we'll we'll have to get into all of that, but point is, I think I think he is he does pretty well for himself in this movie. Outside of the AVP movies, this is the worst written ensemble cast. Not not the actual cast themselves. The way yeah. they're all written is the worst. Yeah. Outside of the AVP movies, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And your worst. Uh, what what? I had something. I promise. <laughs> You know, you know, we're all, we're always fully prepared here at Here Come the Sequels. We are literally never fully prepared. Not even once, I think, have have we like just 
Sometimes I feel pretty good. And I promise I'm not just stalling because I have no idea what I was going to say my least favorite thing. You can pass. Have well, we done that before? Probably not on least favorite thing. I don't think. May, I don't know. But overall, it'd probably be just in general the the, the just way this completely is unnecessary to this franchise like like the they they're like oh it's a prequel okay that's fine but then they go about it in just the strangest possible most convoluted like continuity tearing way and it just does not I, it does not work for me at all get off your phone get off the phone <laughs> Get on the phone? Okay. Okay, so while he's busy texting, <laughs> I'll give my best and worst. It's my it's my fantasy football team. I'm, I'm winning. I don't care. <laughs> no one cares. I care. Okay. Good, I care. Good for you. <laughs> so my best thing is, is, is going to be the production design and just the look of the movie, because Ridley Scott knows how to make a good-looking movie. Yeah. This is very true. He knows how to make a good-looking movie, not necessarily a good movie. Yeah, uh, the movie's gorgeous. Uh, when it comes to like the the movies that I think of that are the most beautiful things I've ever seen, this is one that springs to mind. Especially like when I when I first got my a fancy Blu-ray player, and I was like, I'm gonna test Prometheus out. And it, it looked <laughs> great. But but then there's the rest of the movie. <laughs> but then there's the actual part. Of now, the my worst thing was going to be the exact minute mark <laughs> that Damon Lindelof's name showed up in the, in the opening credits. Unf unfortunately, uh, we're too tired and, and I won't say lazy, but we're lazy. And <laughs> to, to actually go back and find the exact minute mark when his name shows up. Because pretty much... I, I, I'm, I'm just going to blame him for all of the story yeah. problems in this. The the constant, and, I'm going to raise questions because I'm smart and pretentious, even though it's actually not good storytelling, and you're just and I know this, making this sounds issues like where there don't need to be. We're jumping on the, the, the hate train that I feel like was probably started by Red Letter Media. Um, <laughs> no, from, they, they were actually pretty... Pretty fair on the movie. Okay. They were kind of half and half. Okay, interesting. They both gave it positive reviews. But, but I mean, specifically about Lindelof. How they, they both think he's just the worst. Well, they also... Like us. I, well, I think they're they're more hard on Orsi and Kurtzman. That's fair. But... Personally, I'm, to, I'm very hard on, on Generally, because it reminded me again... I feel like I ask you this every time we, we talk about him. What, what all has Lindelof done? He did Lost. Uh, did Lost, obviously. He worked on the first two... Or no, first two Star Trek movies. I was going to say first two Transformers. Yeah. He worked on the first two Star Trek movies with, with Orsi and Kurtzman. It's just amazing how you got the three of them together in a writer's room, and it's not just a complete Especially mess. that first Star Trek. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, how good those those first two movies are, the elements that are great in them, I, I give all to J.J. Abrams. That's, that's probably <laughs> And then he also did Tomorrowland, which had okay. also got very mixed results yeah. in terms yeah. of story. I have not <laughs> so, seen it, so, so I cannot judge. I have watched all of Lost. It's been a while, and I do not think I will ever do it again. But like like that one, I don't think. At least I don't remember it having nearly as much of a problem. Obviously, he's he's all about okay. We're just going to keep raising questions without really caring about how we're going to answer them. It's just like, oh, hey, here's all this stuff that we can maybe explore later because oh, it's and cool. and can I just say, if people are thinking I'm being too hard on him for calling him pretentious, 
Hey, I got a text. <laughs> Are you winning your fantasy football team? <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. He yeah. says he's pretentious in the commentary track to Prometheus when yeah. he's talking about how he wrote wrote the story. He calls himself... Yeah. He, he pretty much admits, I, li- I know I, I like to raise a lot of questions and leave a lot of things ambiguous and, and yeah. all that jazz. He pretty much admits it. Why are you making him the he- the, the the guy in charge of this prequel that is supposed to, correct me if I'm wrong, answer all the questions that people have about this franchise? <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to be a trilogy for some... So what are we going to do? Why? Oh, we'll just hire the guy that raises questions instead of answers them. Because it's like... <sighs> Basically, so so I I have watched all the Lost, and it's like that one I feel like didn't really do the same thing where where it, it's the kind of thing where when that when that series ends, I know a lot of people really hate the ending. I don't hate it, but I'm very indifferent about it. I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's probably the best they were gonna come up with to to like get this to like write themselves out of this like just. 10 mile deep hole they they created out of all these oh hey here's another thing like but yeah like with with this one it feels like he he solves the success of lost and was like oh well nobody really cared about the ending the the show was still a major hit so we're just gonna keep i'm just gonna keep writing stuff like that where i just completely you know chuck stuff at the wall and and don't even pretend like i'm going to try and answer it anytime soon and it, it happens so much with this where there's so many elements to this movie that don't need to be in there and they're very they complicate the story they they muddy up the the actual ideas and themes of the, the, the movie and they just make us more confused about how these aliens came out instead of less there are so many elements of the plot that that are unnecessary that it ends up making the whole movie unnecessary <laughs> yeah exactly like the, it, like we, it infects the whole movie the way that the black goo effect infects <laughs> everyone in differing ways yeah because so so let's just let, I'm well, gonna, did you i'm gonna frame from referencing the black goo too much because that's a total red that, that is definitely a rip off thing, yeah. i actually listened to their review a couple of days ago before we watched the movie to, just to get my head around what their mindset was mm-hmm. when they first saw it and they were very mixed interesting we are i would say less than mixed no um, this time i I, I was a staunch defender of this movie beforehand. <laughs> I got you at the right time. You got me at the I was you, not feeling well at all. I was ready to tear this movie <laughs> to shreds. And then within like the first ten minutes I had problems. Yeah. Lots of problems. Story, like structural Major. Yeah. important, central to the core of the plot problems. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Um let's just try and trace okay what what's the thought process behind how are we going to explain how the aliens got on what lv uh 426 426 what the original planet yes yes from from alien the first alien yes and aliens right yeah same or same planet um they they decide to go to a different planet lv 223 for some reason they they bring in the engineers who are the who are the the, the same people or it's it's the same species if i'm the, wrong about that number please send us hate mail telling me how wrong i am about every little detail i ever say about anything yes um <laughs> they bring in the engineers as the species that was in the ship that crashed on the the alien or on on lb426 yeah um 
they and then the 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 engineer is established as drinking something to dissolve into the water and then like creating life in the form of humans or something what anyway i was fine with that you 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 asked, actually asked me to explain that to you, and I thought I thought that was fairly obvious that he was not creating, not so much the not it, so, it was like a primordial earth, and he was creating life. But it's not so much the fact that it's it's creating life. It's why is this thing dissolving itself? What he's sacrificing himself to? Apparently, that scene goes on a lot more. I, okay, I so there's that, a lot more. I, there are some scenes that are, are like cut down and shortened that make no sense that they're cut down and shortened. Okay. Yet they keep the stupid extra scene when they're trying to get back from the sandstorm and Numira Pace she drops the head and she goes to grab the head and the storm just sweeps her away and then her her boyfriend or whatever husband, what, what's his name? I kept saying his name the whole Charlie. time. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. The worst character ever tries to go rescue her. The one selfless thing he does the whole movie, that goes nowhere. And then and then David just rescues them. Yeah. And then the scene's over. Yeah. There's no point to that scene. Yeah, there really isn't. Um, oh, we're building up the stakes to make the environment seem a lot more dangerous than it is. Even though, even though the environment never becomes a factor for the rest of the movie. And they survived like five minutes and sandstorm yeah it's it's not like oh she broke she broke a leg or something that's gonna be important to the plot no um but apparently there's a lot more where where like he's talking to a bunch of other engineers that that are like wearing fancy robes and they actually give him that as like oh you have to offer yourself up to to do this thing okay interesting so uh, there's a little bit more it sounds like it's still fairly vague yeah but there's there's a bit more to it that would be than just hey there's a flying saucer in the sky that just takes off yeah yeah um and so so we we've got the engineers introduced and then so we have what what are the alien elements because there's the the worm things that are, that they're the way they're like oh when the, the, the when the, the, they have the canisters in the little yes. the special they've got room, the canisters that and are the, and then when ooze. when they start they they start to ooze the black goo on the ground and then they they like I guess they create worms in the ground they're like snake things snake worm things that have like these like cobra like flares to the side and they kind of I thought that was supposed to be like the proto face hugger thing like that looks like. Like between the eggs and you know, the, that's that's the, fair. The snake and like the, like I just kind of like assumed that was the case. Okay, yeah, yeah. When I first saw this, I'm like, yeah, but then instead of like attaching to someone's face, they like I think they like go inside or like down the guy's throat or something yeah. like that, and that never goes anywhere, to the best of my knowledge. It kills him, and then when they go back and find the body, it just shoots out and goes in, back into the black goo, and we yeah. never see it again. Yeah, like it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything with that, which is weird. This all this is another movie that suffers from you have too many people on this mission, so you just have to come up with ways to kill them off. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. That's good stuff. Five um, field. Yeah. <sighs> and and then but then we also have this oh god, okay, so so I gotta I gotta trace this and, and we'll go we'll dip into the uh, the just insanity of David's plan working here. So so David he, he had a plan? I guess. I seriously, the only way I can see this being anywhere near remotely reasonable is when he's talking to Wayland in his dreams or whatever. Wayland's like, you just need to experiment. 
keep doing things until you find something that'll be useful to me. Yeah. And he's like, okay, boss. But it's like, And then he's just messing with things. Like, that's the yeah, only yeah. way I can possibly buy any of it this is, making sense. It is hilarious, too, because, like, the amount of times he's just, like, pushing buttons just for no particular reason. He's like, yeah, I'm doing this now. See, if, if it's supposed to be, oh, he's just curious and he likes to explore things, I guess they kind of show that in the beginning where, when he's just exploring the ship and doing different things. It feels a lot more like he just has no regard for his own life or anyone else's and so yeah. he's just kind of like whatever I'm doing this crap now yeah I feel like they're trying to do stuff where it's just non-verbal characterization but it's not really connecting yeah, that yeah, well yeah I can agree with that um but what I was gonna say with this in particular so so I'm gonna push buttons he steals one of these okay, canisters can I, can I just say the memes and gifs that people come up about this movie in terms of how stupid the scientists are and how crazy yeah. David is for touching everything like all that stuff before I thought eh, they're being a little bit harsh about that after this most recent viewing I'm yeah. like that's all that stuff's fair yeah. game all of it's yeah. fair game yeah. I don't care it's, it's ridiculous um, I'm done defending this movie Dave, David steals a canister I don't, I don't hate this movie I'm not to that level but I, I yeah. don't think it's good um, he, he's, if you love the movie Completely fine. I, I loved the movie for the longest time. I, I remember seeing it for the first time in theaters. And I think it's more just the wonder yeah. of seeing how beautiful this movie is. And like, oh, it's an alien movie. I've never seen an alien movie in the theaters before. And like, like a lot of the, the mystique that goes along with it. Yeah. And then just... <laughs> your brain starts to work after a while. And you're like, huh, that, that doesn't make a whole lot of exactly. sense now, does it? And laugh. Yeah. It... it... And I, I, I I'm guess, sure he's a fine man. Probably. I guess I'm just I'm just not a very good. Writer. I'm just going to try and go through like the the, the David stuff real quick because the idea. So so he steals a canister, one of these canisters that have the worm things, and uh, then he breaks open this canister and he, there's like four smaller canisters and there's like goo in them and he's like okay, that sounds good and so then he like breaks open the tip of one and gets a drop of this goo on his finger. This this drop of goo he then. Sticks. Can, can I just say I love how he has a Wayland logo on his fingertip? Did you notice that little no, detail I didn't. when he's looking at the the, the black dot? What know, like his, in, in big his... things have small beginnings? There's a, there's a little imprint of the Wayland logo on his finger. That's kind of cool. Um, See, that's the stuff that Ridley Scott's good at. He loves adding in those little yeah. details and making it feel like a lived-in world. Interesting. Choose better scripts, man. <laughs> Pretty much. Come on, and, fella. And so... So he walks around half the ship with this little black thing of goo on his finger, I guess. What if somebody it, accidentally ran into him? Yeah, like... <laughs> anyway, he, he he gets a drink and he's like, okay, I'm gonna go talk... It'd be better if he got if he somehow convinced Charlie to walk into that room and he's just like, oh, check out this... Whoops! And he just spills the whole thing on Charlie. <laughs> Look oh, at this thing! Oh, sorry, bro! Actually, I feel... I feel like I'm gonna. Ha we're gonna have to deviate even further here because oh, no. because we should explain too that Can we Charlie. Can just say it doesn't make sense and move no, on? No, because because Charlie is. We gotta we gotta dive deep here because this is this is this is some really fascinating lead. Charlie is one of my new most most hated yeah, characters. I almost said most favorite most hated characters. He's in any such movie a terrible person immediately to David at every single aspect. He's just like, oh, you're a robot. You're dumb. Oh my, you're a robot. You're not human. Oh, you're you have coming, no emotions. You're, you're coming with us too, boy. It's like... Or, yeah. Is, is, he, is this supposed to be like a race thing? And, and it's not like we're given any other redeeming factors about Charlie. It's just... His character is basically, hey, I like New Mirror Pace and I hate 
this android and I have no like they did not establish at all why I hate it and I'm also very reckless and will endanger everyone with my stupidity and I also get extremely moody after something doesn't work on the very first day because like they (laughs) don't that was great the the engineer had experienced well well, that's that's something we can keep up the signs of alien life depress me (laughs) yeah that's something, Even though that's kind of the thing I came here to see. That's something we can shove off for a moment, and that'll tie into some of the other stuff. But Charlie is is depressed because they they don't immediately have any any direct evidence at that moment, and so he's like, you know, he's he's drinking. looking for the answers. He wants to see if they created humanity, which we'll get to that. Yeah, that, but that's oh why he's God. depressed. He's like, I don't have any of my answers. Yeah, and so David just walks in. And they're having a little philosophical discussion, and David's like, "What would you do to get your answers? You know, how far would you go?" And As that's he, Eddie, I do, I do like the subtle bit of of Fassbender's performance where you actually see like his finger yeah. is held out the whole scene. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And he, and he dips it in a in a. It's very subtle. He dips it in a way that almost makes it feel makes it seem like it's just like a casual thing. Like he dips the finger in the glass. I never noticed that he actually dipped yeah. his finger in yeah. the drink. I always thought he just wiped it on the glass. No, the, there's, there's basically he he pours a drink out because like he asks him this very pointed question, and the guy's like, "I do anything," and he's like, "I'll drink to that," or I'd imagine that's worth a drink because they have a discussion about how yeah. David wouldn't drink. But yeah, I actually really like that part where where he's like, um, "Why why why do you think your people made me? Oh, we did it because we could." Imagine if if you heard the same thing from your creator. Yeah. And like that's great. That's about as close as this movie comes to actually discussing the themes it's trying to like dance around. Instead of constantly just, I'm gonna raise a question. I'm yeah, gonna raise a yeah. question. I'm gonna raise a question. Uh, oh hey, here's a xenomorph type thing at the end because alien. Yeah, we're done. Bye. Yeah, pretty much. And so so then he he hands him this and yeah and there's like I think there's you can even hear it like like it but like the way he plays it he dips his finger in in the glass and it it's very well done to where it's it's a very casual thing that almost feels like it's something you would do like just normally like yeah. like just kind of like a like a I don't know I don't I don't know what it would signify but it just feels like something that you could do while handing a drink to to a companion or something yeah. like it, it he doesn't he plays it off very very well and so the guy drinks it then the guy has sex with New Mirror Pace who is is Baron for reasons and why 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 characters i guess i i don't know why that was yeah um, like it go i guess it goes along with the themes of like creating life and all that stuff sure but it just feels tacked yeah. on and weird and and so then like just the fact that she wakes up and, and david's like hey you're three months pregnant and she's like that's impossible like that's in and of itself is all we need we yeah, don't, we don't need. Yeah. Oh, she was barren, so it's impossible for her she to be pregnant. Even, regardless, she doesn't even seem to reference the fact that it's impossible because she was barren. She seems to be like that's impossible because it's sleep. Because I'm not three months pregnant. I only had sex ten hours ago. Yeah, and I and I've been asleep for the last two years. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it's very weird. And um, then, yeah. So 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 David takes her and and monitors her and determines that she's she's pregnant. And she's like, oh god. And then we fast forward through some crap. And they're going and they do some other stuff. And then she she eventually 
has the the infamous c-section scene where she gives herself a c-section which is a great scene yeah she's great acting doesn't make a lick of sense but it's a great scene and and it pulls out this squid thing now this squid thing that's the proto face hugger i yeah i i I, it performs the function of a face hugger unless they're both proto face huggers because the it came from the the black stuff that was in the canister with the worms like, yeah, it, it, and this thing turns into this thing grows into like this massive thing, and then eventually it attacks the engineer at the end of the movie, and it face hugs, and him. it face hug or like chest hugs it almost like it's it's not even like over its face, it's just like it over the entire like. I think body. it's just a testament to its size. Yeah, and 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 like, the, and then and then the it, the engineer birds a proto xenomorph at the end. Yeah, so it's like so so what do we have here? We've got. And then Damon and Lindelof flashed a middle finger and told everyone to go home. Pretty much. What do we have here? We've we've got this. Goon. I swear I'm not bitter. We we've got this <laughs> this this strange black liquid that kill. Because we forgot to mention also that that Charlie, after he has sex with New, New Year Pace, ends up dying horribly because like he starts getting horribly deform, deformed, and then uh, Charlize Theron burns him alive rather than just shooting him okay it would have been fine if they had not shown that they have guns but they have guns <laughs> so she comes out with a flamethrower whatever like it would have been smart to you know shoot him and then burn the body and then later we to, just, to, to kill off the infection later, sure. we, later we do oh let's finish with that but he's just like burn me alive do it yeah, yeah. yay <laughs> I get to leave this movie. Can I just say I'm on Vicar's side for most of this movie? Yeah. yeah. Cause she's she's like, hey. You're all stupid. <laughs> I'm in charge. Pretty much. Tell me a decision she makes in the movie other than running in a straight line at the end that is stupid. Yeah. Cause she's she plays the I Ripley. Keep the desk, I apologize. She plays the Ripley role of keeping out the, the, the quarantine person. But this time they played as oh she's the bad guy. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah, and and she gets off the ship at the end instead of blowing up with it because she's like, "Hey, I like I like not being dead. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go now." Um, but yeah, overall she's 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 fairly. I, I think overall, just character wise, Vickers might be my my most like the character I support the most. Probably, which is weird because I feel like they play her the most as oh she's, she's yeah. shady. Yeah, she's but she evil. she makes the most like yeah she's she, whatever. Um, anyway, she's just doing the most logical uh, things despite what these hippie scientist idiots are trying to do. <laughs> no, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so so basically we've we've got this weird liquid that caught, and and we also establish because the liquid also gets all over Fifield, I guess. Yeah. And he ends up turning into like this monster that comes oh, out and kills oh, okay, a guy. Okay, okay, okay. So, so they cut when when the worm attacks Milburn, they cut it, and it looks like okay, it has acid for blood as well. Yeah, like so, a, like face hugger because it splashes his helmet, yeah. and it seems to melt onto him, and then he falls into the black goo. Yeah, and then the next time we see him, he's a weird zombie thing that's like that got looks- his arms over his shoulders, and he's just laying in front of the ship, which is why. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then he just starts killing off the crew. Yeah. And because hey, we need to kill people off. Yeah, we have too yeah, many yeah, people. Pretty much. Um <laughs> But so so okay, so we've got that weird liquid that does things to people, I guess. And we've got the weird worms that have the acid blood and they they go inside the person. So that's 
and they look a little bit like a facehugger and they come from a canister so that we've got some elements of the alien there and then we've also got this weird squid thing that happens when someone who is infected with the liquid has sex with someone else and that person becomes impregnate, impregnated with this weird squid thing and then we've got the alien which is the byproduct of the weird squid thing that came from the 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 pregnancy that came from the liquid being in the guy which creates the xenomorph that is not the xenomorph that we see in the the, the original alien movie what are you trying to do i i don't what is your thought process hear here? me out i don't know what you're talking about this is the most straightforward thing <laughs> i it's it's great just because of how look at the humble beginnings this franchise started with yeah First alien movie. Slasher film in space. Very simple. And the most complex thing is just the life cycle of the alien, which is really not all that complex. It's it's almost elegantly simple. Yes. It's it is elegantly simple. And a, now it's just oh, we have to talk about the end of the world. They're gonna destroy Earth. Oh, it's all about our yeah. creators and religion and every yeah. all the important big yeah. questions. The first two Alien movies told us everything we need to know about the Alien. We don't need to know where... All we need to know is, okay, there's a ship. It's got this dead thing on it. This de and there's a, there's a hole in this dead thing's chest. This dead thing was probably attacked by an alien. And then we've got this giant... And the aliens have been breeding all this time. Yeah. That we, we understand that. The only question was, okay, where are all the eggs coming from? Okay, aliens... And aliens, they answer, okay, there's an alien queen. Yeah. So obviously somewhere there was an alien queen, on the, like, to begin with. And, yeah. You know, that's all we need. We don't need... I mean, the Alien 3 stuff with, like, the weird queen facehugger versus the other stuff, that was that was already getting a little complicated, and we talked about that. But this is just insane. Where did you... It doesn't even get us to the end it product, even that, we're, the end product. that we're looking for. No, it was great because... Towards the end, when the engineer gets into the little the, the 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 alien chair, the big the big chair thing, I was like, "Hey, hey, look! It's the thing. The fans <laughs> will like the thing. They finally got to the thing." And it's and like, then he gets in and then puts on the little exoskeleton yeah, armor yeah. thing. I'm like, "They're doing the thing. This is where fans applaud." <laughs> and it's like, if you like this movie, you're so. Fine. So is the idea. <laughs> Is the idea that if that facehugger had gotten a human, it would have created a xenomorph from, like, from the first movie? And if so, that's just stupid, because then that's implying that the xenomorphs are tied to the human. What what creature did got attacked in order to create the xenomorph from the first movie? Which question do you want me to attempt <laughs> to answer first? None of them. I wish the movie had told oh, us. Oh, these are rhetorical questions. Okay. Like, it's just, Why are there so many weird levels to this? Uh, we, I, I feel like the next because the more questions you raise the more high art it is we're, sure. we're making science fiction gosh darn it I, I feel like we need to jump into the, the, the this deal. ain't stupid Michael Bay fodder it's stupid pretentious fodder <laughs> we, we were talking about this how, how uh, Zack Snyder is the poor man's Ridley Scott yeah, the, 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 we we discussed this when we were watching it. Both of them love the world building process. Yeah, and both of them usually cast fairly well. Yeah, yeah definitely. But it really is all about who is writing the script with these movies. Yeah, and often the answer times the answer is 
someone Hacks. who is not good at writing a script. Oh god. Yeah. Um I I feel like we need to jump into like the the weird crater religions because let's let's start into the reason they go on this yeah, expedition. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. It makes no the, sense the leap in logic thing. So they're so they're like, okay, we found these sim- these these pictures all over the world from these ancient civilizations. They point they specifically point out this set of planets, and it's impossible for them to be able to know about it because they're ancient civilizations. They wouldn't have the technology. So we're, we're, and they also like a figure st- pointing at these planets. Yes, and we specifically are able to find this this collection of planets, and he, there's one that ha- that seems to have Earth like conditions. And we should note before we get any farther that all that you pointed out that all the cultural stuff being being the same. Oh, it's is, the exact same as the first Alien vs Predator. It's, yes, it's it's like when they're looking at that that pyramid in the Antarctic, and they're like, I guess it would just be the Arctic, right? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but they're like it has elements from all these different cultures all these different ancient cultures and it's almost in the exact same room and like setup and, and there's an old Wayland that shows up and gives some <laughs> it's the exact same scene what did you do Lindelof <laughs> it's very weird um but but then they're they're like okay so so we're going to this planet and we're going to see if we can find anything and then the scientists jump to the conclusion that that these these figures in these these paintings or these pictures correct created humanity yeah it's the only logical option really why couldn't it just be alien life forms like why does it have to be oh it's, we're jumping to the conclusion that it's our creators yes like that just seems like a huge leap in logic that makes not yeah. much sense to me and Milburn even points this out he's like um what what sort of evidence do you have to back this up and he thinks it's a joke. And I think it's a joke. Yeah. And then he's like, "So, so, why? Why do you? Why do you think this?" And then Numi Rapace's response is pretty much just, "It's because I choose to believe." It, that is what it, it's literally the words. And, and, and because I choose, they to are believe trying it. to build up the the theme of, "Oh, it's it's science, it's surefire, we know this versus faith," but that it it does not work at all. No. It is not. Fully You've literally out just the story. just sent this like massive expedition. There is no somewhere. argument. There is no argument here. It's, I am not going to listen to science or whatever you have to say. I'm going to make this huge leap in logic and say it's faith. It's it's one thing... It'd be one thing if it was like, hey, we're investigating these planets because there's no way all these civilizations can know about it. And, you know, that, that'd be re- you know it's really interesting. We should see what's going on here. Maybe there's something we, we can find about, out about this. Instead, like, okay. like stopping no, there see, versus... See, here's the thing. If they had said, and... We, we found some ancient texts that, sure. that all these civilizations had, had come up with and based on what they wrote about these these beings in the pictures that the word that most comes up when we're deciphering all this stuff is creator yeah sure something like that something I need it's, something more than just hey p- people in paintings pointing at stars they must have created us yeah and it's it also raises the question of how these ancient civilizations discover this and like where that came from and like what the deal with all that is and, because... and, the, and the fact that they were able to talk Wayland into this very very expensive yeah expedition because he's just like oh it's faith yeah I'm gonna go because I'm dying and I and I want to live so creators right yeah and then they continue to this be is stupid. like 10 minutes into the movie and I'm already like I okay suspension of disbelief yeah. gone yeah because the whole reason they're here doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me yeah because Wayland's whole reason for being here is is 
predicated on the fact that he thinks that it will lead to the quest the big questions. Yeah. Which is not the takeaways that they should have gotten from the information they had. Right. It should have just been... Okay, it could be aliens that interacted with our ancient civilizations. Why do you leap to creators? <laughs> I know I keep harping on that, but that is the central reason yes. they are there. And then, like... And then it just gets even weirder because there's all this stuff about, oh... The, the the engineers were coming back to, to unleash this weird worm plague on humans. Oh, ooh, can I go to the space Jesus theory? Oh, yeah, that too. Okay, so I, I tried doing a, a, a bare minimum of research. Apparently, Ridley Scott ended up not wanting to do it or pursue that because he thought it was too on the nose. Just, and and, he and was it is. Right. And he, he was right. But apparently the theory is they say that the engineers, like, ev- everything that happened when they were all killed off in the ship... Happened about 2,000 years ago. Around the time of Christ. Yeah. The theory is that Jesus was actually an engineer that was sent to try and convince humans to quit being idiots and quit destroying the world and being terrible people. And then we crucified him, so the engineers are like, okay, now we're going to kill all y'all. Yeah. Actually, that, why don't they leave the planet? Why, why does Jesus not look like an engineer? Yeah. You'd think the Bible would have mentioned him being a giant, so so tall gray man, did, gray bald man. I guess they got another engineer to drink some black goo and fall apart, and he only created one human, and it was Jesus. Yes, that's actually the correct interpretation. And the, and they somehow injected him with 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 powers that he was able to use yeah. to come back to life. Yeah, that is correct. Although I guess under this theory, he wouldn't have come back to life. <laughs> there wouldn't have been a resurrection. I, I guess. See, see how how the theory starts to fall apart when you think about it. And, and Ridley Scott was just like, "Yeah, man, that's probably plausible or something." He, I don't think he's outright denied that that's the idea yeah. that they were going yeah. for. Yeah. And so, but why why did the engineers not get? Why out are there? you doing this with the Alien franchise? Come up with something new. Yeah. This is supposed to be simple. But but why, why did why did the engineers not get off the planet? Cause, cause stuff started falling apart. I don't know. They never really answer that. What caused them to all die? Well, that's fun. Cause I was just. Cause I, I, I guess the idea is that they got infected, but then there's no signs that they got infected. There's just the sign of the and, de- one decapitated engineer. And the decapitated engineer just got like his head cut off by the door. Yeah. Like it's not even like he just was running too slow. It's why were they, they running? It doesn't show what they're running from. Like there's yeah. nothing else in that hologram. Yeah. What? Tyler, it's 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 your interpretation. It's all about what you think is happening. You're supposed to fill in fill in the gaps with your brain because the movie expects a lot more of you. Because it's trying to treat you like you're not an idiot. It's it's one thing to fill in gaps, it's it's another to try and like create a puzzle made from like twenty different like like put together a puzzle when, when the pieces you've got are like 20 different pieces and like a lego brick like <laughs> like like from different puzzles and like like it just, the, the, you're not get they're not even trying to make a coherent story and then they just throw this. in a minecraft gift card on top of it <laughs> <laughs> not even <laughs> gift card oh god it's true though they're, they're just they've got all these it feels like a script 
that it, it almost feels like a like one of those those games where you you each person writes a sentence of a story and then the next person has to continue like it feels like they're just coming up with this stuff like as the script and they're like oh well we're gonna do this now we're gonna do this and it just it's not coherent at all it doesn't do anything to add to the mythos of the alien franchise i don't understand at all what they were going for now let me pose this question to you what if Lindelof was rushed? Because I know they brought him to, in to do rewrites because he was not the original guy who wrote the story. Okay. Originally, it was written by a guy called John Spates. And I've actually read his script. I read it several years ago, so I <laughs> loosely remember it. It was a lot more straightforward. There were xenomorphs, and it was a direct alien prequel. Like, it ends yeah. pretty much. Okay. But they're like, no, we need to, to make it a trilogy or whatever. Sure. Bring in Lindelof, and he'll ruin everything. What? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, um... But, but but what I was saying was, what if they brought him on very last minute and he only had time to do, like, one draft and he just got all of his ideas out? Yeah. I mean, that's that's possible. It's just, but Obviously, we haven't really done our research at, in, into the production of this yeah. movie. but And and that's fine. Like, I I mean, sure, I'll give him some credit for, for getting through it on the fly, but that, that doesn't change the fact that I, I still, even if these are his initial ideas, I don't see any, like... You know, potential in them. If if he had finished that script and that's what they had to work with, if if I, I mean, it's kind of hard objectivity versus subjectivity because it's your own work. But I feel like if if he really respected the craft of screenwriting and what he thought would make a better film, he would have said, "Use John Spates' draft. Yeah. Don't use mine. Yeah, just do this." Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. One thing I will say about Lindelof, he has ambition. Yeah. It, it's it's horribly misguided ambition, uh. but he is ambitious with what he wants to do. Sure, that's that's fair. I don't hate the man; I just hate the work. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten. I, I bear no ill will towards him. I we just, haven't even really gotten into this this all the stuff he makes the stupid scientists do in this movie. It, oh God, we'll we'll get to the characters. We're, we're already forty over forty minutes yeah. in. Jeez, this is going to go on forever. How what was I going to say? I, I could believe for he is on my list of like top five people from Hollywood that I would love to interview specifically yeah. about this movie and just what the thought process was through most of it other than I want to raise more questions yeah it's seriously there's a a very clear line between I'm going to throw in some stuff that is up to the audience's imagination they're going to have to fill in the gaps because they're smart yeah and I'm just going to be lazy and not fill in plot stuff that should clearly be filled in for the mm -hmm. audience to actually care about what's going on. Mm -hmm. There's a very clear line, and he crossed it within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh... <sighs> because, so, so, so the scientists are idiots. Because they, first of all, Charlie, the scientist, makes... The, when they're actually on the planet he makes the first dumb decision where he's like hey the atmosphere is breathable I'm going to take off my helmet they're like you, why you literally have no reason to do that even if the atmosphere is breathable what what if the atmosphere changes from what, what, what are you doing and he's like no it's fine I'm reckless no but it's like what if they go into the next room and there's like some horrible bacteria or something that will kill yeah. him Yeah. oh who cares he's a risk taker and then everyone else just takes off their helmets too yeah even Fifield. Yeah. 
who in five minutes will go, oh, I'm freaked out by a decapitated alien. I'm going back to the ship. Yeah. Even though beforehand he seems like a really calm, clear-headed dude who's just there for the money because that's exactly what he says. Yes. And then instead he flips out and then... <laughs> no, they, they go down there and and, and Fassbin or David starts, oh, right. yeah. starts touching things for reasons. Because he then, somehow understands how they work too. Because he knows the ancient alien languages and I guess he's able to I decipher guess. it on the thing. But he starts up the hologram that shows the last transmission... With the alien getting decapitated and everything, <laughs> and they're they, they're starting to run away or running towards wherever the the engineers are running. I don't know why they're running in that direction. Yeah, whatever. But Fifield goes, uh, no weapons. Who, who whose idea was that? Oh right, yeah. That was actually Numi Rapace's idea. Yeah, she she, like she, specifically... she she says that she, she's looking at one of the guys who has a flamethrower and she's like, "What's that for?" And he's like, "Oh, expedition security. Well, we don't need any weapons." Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. And so then they don't bring any weapons. At all. <laughs> not, then, not, I'm not saying that weapons wouldn't have, would have saved them, because it wouldn't have. It's their stupidity that caused them to die. Yeah. It's not like they, they could have just shot at the worms and that would have saved them. Yeah. But, but it's just, I don't know, Fifield just like flips in yeah. terms of the type of character that, that he's supposed to be. Yeah. Whereas I feel like they should have just had Milburn freaking out the whole time. Yeah. But then they get to the decapitated alien. And they're like, oh my god, we found alien life. And <laughs> Fifield might have one of my favorite lines of the whole movie when he goes, well, considering I have nothing to contribute to the dead body arena. <laughs> Going back to the ship. Well, doesn't he say dead alien arena? Whatever. Something like that. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then he's, he looks at Milburn, who... who We've only seen him show disdain for Milburn. He goes, you want to go back? Okay, let's go back. Yeah. And then they're bros. And then they get lost. They're, they're best bros. And they, they get lost despite... Despite the fact... De- creating the map with, with his, his special pups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was also weird when he does that weird wolf howl. Yeah. He does a wolf howl after releasing these drones that monitor... His and- character was very all over the place. Yes. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and then they get lost, despite the fact that they have the map, and... Well, they never actually show them having the map. They show the pups mapping the, the area yeah. out for Idris Elba back on the ship. But it's like, couldn't Idris Elba have, have guided them out? Like, what? I don't... Oh, and I, I find it hilarious that, that Charlie Theron's like, hey, I'm closing the gate in 15 minutes because of the storm. I well, hope that's you're what I was going to say. There's and a storm. They're able to get back within 15 minutes. You're honestly telling me... That that Fifield and Milburn could not have found their way out, considering it only took, yeah, like fifteen so, minutes for some, them to find. Somehow, Numi Rapace and the people who who stayed, they managed to get out of there in fifteen minutes back to the ship, and then Fifield and Mel, Melbourne, Milburn, whatever, just just get stuck, are still lost in there before this this storm that's supposed to be terrible but ends up not actually doing anything comes through, and it's like, oh, okay, so that was just a really convenient way to get them separated. Because we need people to start getting killed yeah. off quick. Yeah. And they find the worms. Okay, there is a deleted scene here that, that explains away Milburn's behavior as why he as to why he's suddenly excited to see this huge snake. Yeah. He sees the worms, like they're walking down the hallway and they see a bunch of little worms. And he's like, Oh my god, I've discovered the first live alien organism we've ever seen. Yeah. And he's super excited about this. 
which explains his excitement when he sees the, the, the giant snake. And he's like, "Oh, I more alien life! I'm, I'm, I'm making this huge discovery." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, like he's super high on, on the science. But in this, in this case, he just gets like super excited about seeing the snake thing, even though he should be terrified. Yeah, they completely cut out again stuff that probably would have would have made the movie make more sense. Yeah, relatively. And and yeah, let's see what what other stupid decisions did they make? Um, oh yeah. Um, so so let's go back to the C section oh, scene. No, David starts touching the canisters when they go inside. And Newman Rapace keeps having to tell him, hey, stop doing that. Like, he yeah. opens the door to this room with the giant engineer yeah. head in there. And I think there's an alien queen mural in there that makes no sense as to why it's in there. Yeah. And, and he starts touching canisters, but beforehand she was like, hey, stop. Do, what What are you doing? Yeah. And then she has to keep telling him, hey, stop doing things. And he keeps going, sorry. <laughs> and then, like... So, so... What was the... Um, oh, and the stupid sandstorm scene happens that should be cut out of the movie. Right. Uh, what, what I was going to say was, um, then, then, skipping ahead a bit, after the C-section scene, where Numi Rapace is just walking around normally, which he absolutely Which would not, not make any to. sense, because her abdominals would be destroyed, like, and then also that C-section, like, what happened to her organs that were in that area? Yeah. It it it, it would there's not. no it's no way yeah it's no way and so then oh but she let me just say her performance helps me buy it a lot more than I expected yeah yeah it's kind of like how how in Dark Knight Rises the whole Bruce healing his broken back thing is is very far fetched in the amount sure. of time that he has I'd say much less far fetched than this though yeah but but it's all about Christian Bale's performance and how he sells it I think he sells it ridiculously well yeah. Considering how far fetched that is, and here it's it's very similar. Of course, there's there's a bigger break in my suspension of disbelief just because of how ludicrous the whole yeah, thing is. Yeah. But I think she does a decent That's job fair. trying to sell it with mm-hmm. her acting. I can agree with that because they show her. I mean, even though she's running for pretty much the rest of the movie, they do occasionally show her like clearly in pain. Yeah, and I like that they don't just like completely forget. Oh, she had to cut open her stomach. Yeah. Does she tell anyone? She doesn't tell anyone that she ha- just had That's a what I was getting at. It's, that has no bearing on the plot until the engineer shows up at the end. She literally doesn't mention it to anyone, even though she has an extended conversation with Idris Elba. Oh yeah, and Idris Elba comes back after they have to kill Fifield, zombified Fifield, and he doesn't even mention, hey, Fifield just came back and he was zombified and we had to kill him. Yeah. Because he killed like five or six members of the crew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh... Okay. There is such a disconnect where people are not telling each other things, like huge things that happen in the movie. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. There doesn't feel like there's any chemistry between this crew. Like, I feel like we're supposed because there's to think- too many characters. There is no way to build up any sort of interaction between. I, I these feel people. like we're supposed to think that they all just like chill around and just have fun. But like, like they, they give the co-pilots a couple of minutes to like have witty. That's banter, what I was thinking. And it's like, oh. I, and at the end, when they're like, "Oh, you're you're a terrible pilot, sir. We're not going to let you kill yourself on your own. We'll join you." It's like, "Oh, this is the moment where I'm supposed to care about all of them." Yeah, and I feel like where did that come from? I feel like if you map like all the the scenes where characters actually like had conversations with each other, it would be very apparent how little they effort they put into actually like creating bonds between anybody other than like the people that go in the cave. Yeah. 
Can I just say, my favorite scene of the whole movie is, is when Idris Elba, I don't even remember his name, I know he's the captain, whatever, he's talking to Vickers, Yeah. and, and they're contemplating having sex with each other, and he, and he goes, are, are you a robot? And then she just walks away. And then, and then he breaks out and does a little song, and it's glorious. And he's playing the accordion. You're not going to say the line? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Dun, 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 dun. And then he does that again. And he repeats it at the end. I did not realize yeah. that he repeated yeah. that. But with the subtitles, I saw that he repeated that. Yeah, and yeah like, right before the sh- they crashed the ship. bringing it back! <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. See, that was a setup and payoff that I liked, even though it was not a setup and payoff. <laughs> oh, God. Just put that quote on the poster. <laughs> it's completely out of context. Oh, God. Is I, there I, anything I else? loved it. And I, I, I want to I believe in my heart of hearts that did not come from the script. That was just Idris Elba messing around Probably. on set. And he's like, oh, my character has an accordion. I'll do, I'll do a little, little jingle. Probably. Or he just brought it on set. He's like, my character has an accordion. Now. And really, Scott's like, sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. Is Vickers a robot? Yeah, no. Because they never address whether or not her and Idris Elba have sex. However, and we should probably mention the Wayland thing real quick. Yeah, wait. There's a twist about how Wayland is actually alive, even though we're just kind of told, "Hey, I'm probably dead because you're seeing this video thing." And then, like, I love how in that little hologram thing they have the little alien theme that plays back yeah. from the first movie. I'm like, you're, you're kidding me, right? It's like, oh, it's a Wayland thing. We sw- <laughs> I just think about all the interviews with Ridley Scott beforehand, where he's like, no, it's it's not it's not an alien prequel. It's a part of the same universe, though. Yeah, but he's like trying to make it so far away from an alien prequel. Yeah. But then it's like you're you're putting the music and, back in, and of course they don't use use Bishop. They use Guy Pierce in, in terrible old man makeup, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. and um, anyway, uh, like like I feel like within the first act of the movie, it's already like really obvious that Wayland isn't dead. Yeah, like the way they there's a conversation between David and Vickers, I think. Yeah, and just kind of like oh, so so that this pretty much completely tells us that he's alive. No, but then it makes no sense why he keeps this a secret. Yeah. Like, Numero Pace just stumbles into the room where they're trying to get him up yeah. and ready to go. And, and he's like, oh, I wanted to, you know, stay in, in sleep mode for the whole time until y'all had a way to save me. Which, even then, the fact that David is able to find one engineer does not mean that, that, that Waylon will automatically be saved <laughs> yeah, the yeah. second he gets yeah. up. Yeah. Like, that makes no sense! Yeah. But but then I don't know. Like like I feel like Numi Pace should be asking him all these questions like why did did you not tell us that you were here? Yeah. Like wouldn't that give us a whole other context in which to do this mission? Yeah. yeah. It's it's mind-boggling I have no and idea. just very frustrating. And I, the best part is when you get to the end and they're confronting the engineer that David found. Which, by the way, it makes the fact that Charlie was depressed a lot more frustrating considering they actually do find other stuff that's important. Yeah. So it's not just... On the second Char- day. Charlie's leap in logic that, oh, we didn't find anything. It's, it's c- completely worthless and I'm depressed. Like, yeah. 
it makes him look even more stupid when they actually find something. Uh-huh. But they go to confront it, and, and Numir Pace is just shouting all these questions. Like, why do you hate us? Why did you create us? Why are you trying to destroy us? Blah, 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 and, and they're trying to shut her up. I'm like, no, no, no. Keep letting her ask him questions. I, I need to know these things. Yeah. I feel like she's just trying to shout them to Damon Lindelof offset. Pretty much. <laughs> Instead of the whole, what's my motivation <laughs> thing? It's, it's, wait. What's can... his motivation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then David's just, like, trolling her at the end. Like, t- t- towards the end, like, when they're going to visit the engineer. Yeah. He's like, oh, y- 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 I sure feel sad about Charlie. <laughs> Troll. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, and, like, when, when, he's, when he's, um, talking about Charlie's death, he's like, oh, and it's just, like, your, your father, what did he die of? Ebola? And it's, like, clearly, like, he's mocking her. Yeah. And she's like, how do you know that? And he's like... I looked at your dreams. Yeah. It's like, what bearing did that serve <laughs> on the plot? Why did we need that scene of him looking at her her dreams? Especially since at the end, and then, just pa- kind and of then like... Patrick Wilson's just there in the dream as her father. Yeah. Why, why, do at, you, why do you have Patrick Wilson? And you're not going to use him at the end. They're just kind of chummy and like, like, oh yeah, you know. Apparently, we're... originally there, there's an alternate ending where she's a lot more aggressive, where she's like. Well, I'm a human, and you're an effing robot, and she just stuffs him in the bag. That would be a lot more consistent. That would be a lot more consistent. But there's, but she has to have some line about like it's what I choose. Does she bring it's what I choose to believe back or something? Yeah. Some, some like um, she puts the, the 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 cross necklace back on, and he's like, after all that we've seen, you still choose to believe, and she's like, yeah, yeah. And then they go and find the other ship, and then she leaves the the Ripley message. Thing. Yeah, that fell out of place, didn't it? Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, it's an alien. People, fans will recognize that. Yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. yeah. It's an alien prequel, but not really. We swear, not, not, not quite. <laughs> Do I have anything redeemable about this movie? I like how it looks. It's a gorgeous looking oh, movie. God. Just the scene in and of itself where David goes and he looks at the engineer room and sees like the hologram with all the the planets and stuff. That's gorgeous. Yeah, sure. It's it's really great. <laughs> and the opening, just the opening credits themselves, like seeing a primordial Earth and looking at these vast landscapes, like it's gorgeous stuff. And I think the special effects in ten years will hold up better than most movies these days. I give it an F. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's. I'm not trying to defend the film. I'm just saying there there is something redeemable here. I'm, I'm locking that in. I, I mean, that's fair. You, you, I know you don't. You didn't like it. Yeah. Our, it's our, just. Our, our, do we have anything else that we really want to cover? I, I like so. the score a lot. Yeah. That's nice. the score was very nice. It was very subtle. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't too in your face. Uh-huh. And I love how after you see the xenomorph at the end, it like goes into this very calm, serene music. That yeah. that was. Yeah. Hilarious. That was nice. I'm like, that had to be intentional, right? Like that had they had Knowing to know. this movie probably not. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just this is such a sad franchise for me because It started off so well. Who would have thought that Alien Resurrection would be a highlight for us? Oh my god, going you're right. Like that's my third favorite alien movie right now. Alien or Predator movie. Yeah. Did I, maybe not Pred- 
Over. Yeah, according to the score. Did, did I, I give it, it over for the first Predator? Yeah. All right, let's take a bite. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Oh my. And um, it's not even good. It's just like, hey, this is way better than I realized. I, I, do we have anything else? We I think about? I think we're good. I, and there, there's probably a myriad of more more stuff yeah. that we could talk about with the plot and the inconsistencies and just how characters change motivations left and right. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's weird how they just put the the engineer head in there, and they're like, "We'll reactivate it. We'll trick it." And the oh yeah, it's alive. yeah. That's, that's... And it's like, oh, we'll put the mask, the the little the the little safety things over our faces, so we don't get any biological issues, any the, bacteria the, the, or anything. They find this alien head, and their first reaction is to stab it with a taser. Reactivate its brain, and then and, uh, it explodes. And then Charlie gets depressed. And then Michael Fassbender's master master plan falls Ooh, in place. Ooh, I got a redeeming thing. The bit where Charlie gets burned. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> I don't like that character. I do like the bit where he's looking in the mirror and the, the little worm is in his eye. Yeah. That was terrifying. Yeah. That, that was good. <laughs> there's, there's like a handful of moments that I can pick out that I'm like, I, that was really good. That was, yeah. that was that was nice. That was good stuff. I'm I'm. <sighs> I gave Alien versus Predator a D. I'm thinking this is right about where this is. What did I give Alien versus Predator? D minus. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> what did I give Alien versus Predator two? We're not talking about that ever again. Okay. What did I give Predator Predators? No, C minus. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting between D and D plus. Because because I'm thinking about it, I'm like I never want to watch Alien vs Predator again. But if 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 I turn on the TV and Prometheus just happened to be on, I don't know. I might watch some of it. I feel like it's mostly for the visuals though. Yeah, I'm not giving it a good <laughs> review here. I'm just deciding between. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I I I think I. I don't know. Rock in a hard place. D and D plus. I don't know. Just go with the conflict of our time. <laughs> Correct. Maybe, maybe I just won't say which one I choose, and I'll make it ambiguous, and it's up to the audience to determine <laughs> what I gave the movie. Up to your interpretation. Maybe this is only the prequel to our Prometheus review, and then <laughs> you're going to answer the actual. And at the at the very end of this, we'll just have the, the weird siren noise that was in the Prometheus trailer from Alien, right. and it'll just keep going off. <sighs> great trailer. It had uh... a great. Tra- it's one of the best trailers I've seen from the past ten years. I'm going D. We'll go D. Sounds, sounds good. I, it really all comes down to the script. It's it's really what it is. Yeah. And like I said, I, I have no like personal vendetta against Damon Lindelof. I just don't think he's a very good writer. And the problem is he seems to recognize this, and yet he still <laughs> keeps getting the, these projects that don't fit him. Yeah. Like, he should be a guy that just does his own thing. Like, yeah. he comes up with original projects. Quit screwing around with people's franchises and just do your own thing. Yeah. Look at you two Orsine Kurtzman. <sighs> yeah. Hey! We're done with this this, this franchise. Or franchise. I can see the light. 
We did good. We made it to the end of the tunnel. I mean, I guess did good is up to your interpretation. <laughs> Whatever. What are we doing next time? We're doing the Batman franchise. Oh my god! Which will also start very similar. I feel like I'll, I'll where, appreciate where I'll, I'll be happy and excited even if the movies have varying degree, degrees of quality. And then we'll get to the end and I'll just be sad. Like I am right now. Yeah. <sighs> Gun to your head. You have to watch Prometheus or Alien vs. Predator. What do you do? Die. <laughs> <laughs> just take the bullet to the head. Oh my. There is a third option here. I don't, I don't want it. I just, I don't understand how this franchise has tanked so hard. Jeez. And I'm talking alien specifically. Predator, you know, yeah. if you've listened to any of those 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 episodes, obviously we, we were not so high on the Predator movies. Yeah. They're okay. In parts. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else to say? No. <laughs> you can... Here's, here's some contact information. You can find us on, on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us uh, through through uh, the internets at uh, herecomethesequels at gmail... Or no, herecomethesequels.blogspot.com and then at, through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Oh, can I just say, if you want to send us hate-fueled comments, don't just be, especially for this kind of movie, don't be just like, you don't, you just don't get it. Give us concrete evidence I mean, as to why you think this movie is better than we are giving it credit for. I mean, do, or, or just, or just don't. Send, us, send us hate-fueled comments, because we'll, we'll take anything at this point. That's true. We'll, we'll we'll start being picky about who about what what kind of feedback we get when we actually get any sort of feedback. That, that is true. Yeah, how much time? What is the percentage of these podcasts on average that I spend talking about? If you're gonna send comments, <laughs> or if you're gonna hate me, yeah. Film is subjective. You like what you like, and you don't what you don't. And sometimes your opinion changes, and you think a great movie one point and then it becomes a terrible movie <laughs> like welcome, to, welcome to my life <laughs> oh lord at least I didn't have that with Batman vs Superman that would have been heartbreaking if I at one point thought it was great and yeah. then it's just the it dawned on me yeah I'm only saying that because we're doing the Batman movies next and it's not going to end well I want sleep. It'll start fairly well, but it won't end well. There will be a good middle. Okay. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. All right. Are we done? No, let's let's watch the '60s Batman movie right now. We're oh, done. that's right. That's right. I keep forget. I keep being like, uh, it's Batman '89. I'm I'm not sure. How, like this. Oh, we we're not doing the the serials from the '40s because that just. Right. That 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 is such. We're a starting with the thing. '60s Batman movie, and I keep remembering that we're doing that. I'm like, hey, that movie's fun. That movie's great. That movie's brilliant. Yeah. In a oh way that's gosh. not pretentious. Sure. I'll end off you. All right. I'm calling it. <laughs>
stay rogue, everybody. Come back next week for 60s Batman. Happy Ann Arbor Day or whatever. <laughs>